Welcome to Green Beans, the show where two boys dressed in green sit on beans and chat about life. I am your host, Jared, and with me here is my co-host and brother, Ethan. Sup? And, uh, yeah, today we're, we're back after a few months. Our last episode was in August. Yep. But now we're back for our special Thanksgiving special. <laughs> yeah, um... And this episode, we are unfortunately not sitting on beans. No. Because I left my bean at college. Disappointing. I know. So, today we're just boys dressed in green, sitting. I don't even have my green beans shirt. I forgot that at school, too. I'm very unprepared. Disappointing. But it's all right. We're going to make it work. And, yeah, so... Like I said, we're recording this on Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And Ethan's home from college for the holidays. Yep, I'm home for a week, and then I go back to school for like another three weeks, and then I come back home again. Yeah, busy uh, holiday time. So, So if you are watching this on video, you'll notice that Jared and I are both sporting beards yes and since we are both not a full adults our beards don't grow in fully yet they're kind of like amish mutton chops (laughs) yeah yeah um because you know it's november and november means no shave november no shave november so yeah for anybody unfamiliar uh it's sort of a tradition to for the entire month of November, just forego shaving and sort of grooming products uh, in order to help raise awareness for men's health issues like cancer uh, and things like that. And, you know, people will see that, like, we have a beard, which we don't normally, and they'll say, like, oh, why you have a beard? And then we can, you know, talk to them about the No Shave November and what it's about. And it's also just a fun time, you know, always every year just to see how much progress your beard's making. Yeah, and Jared, don't you have a, what is it, a GoFundMe? Uh, no, it's not a GoFundMe. It's actually through, uh, so No Shame November is a nonprofit uh, charity organization, and through their um, system, I have an account set up where people can make donations to support the National LGBT Cancer Network. So I'll put the link for that in the description. If you're interested, you know, check it out, donate. It helps cancer research and cancer patients. Awesome. I'm so glad you're doing that, Jared. That yeah. is really awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very happy to help out because, you know, it's not really any extra work on my end, and I just get to grow a beard and then hopefully raise some charity money. So it's a good time. Yeah. I remember, like, every single year I would do – well, there's one year I didn't do No Shave November, and I was very sad. But I've done No Shave November every year of my life. Although the early years are not very impressive. Yeah, yeah. You know, five, five-year-old Ethan could not grow a beard, obviously. Still didn't shave, though. Still that, going that's strong. True. I did not shave. Um, but it's cool because every year my beard gets a tiny, tiny bit better. Yeah, same here. So every year I'm like, oh, this patch is finally growing in. Yeah, yeah. I have the... I have the issue with my mustache. That's my biggest problem area. Because, you know, 
I mean, I'm sure the viewers can see if they're watching on YouTube, but it's somewhat full in the like sideburn and full on the cheek chin area. But then the, the mustache is a little bit lacking. Uh, and especially when I uh, mentioned that my mustache has actually been growing out more than just November, my mustache, I gave a little, like a three week head start than the rest of my beard. And it's still so lackluster compared to the yeah, rest. Yeah, it's so very tiny. It's a little embarrassing, but you know, what can you do? Yeah, my mustache, not great either, uh, but it's better than it has been. Yeah. I'm presently surprised. Yeah, it's a, it's a little disappointing because if, if you could only have one, like a beard or a mustache... I would choose to have a mustache and not a beard because, like, that's a that's a good style. Like, tons of people – I think the mustache is especially coming back in recent years. Like, you see people rocking the stash quite often. Yeah. But the amount of – how often you see people just rocking a beard without a stash, like, then they look Amish, which, you know, no problem with that. If you're Amish, good for you. I'm probably not watching this then. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit of a bummer that currently my uh, just rocking the beard with – uh, embarrassing stash, but hopefully in the future my stash will start to grow in more full. Yeah, I think it was either one or two years ago I grew just a mustache for like two months and it got like the tiniest little caterpillar <laughs> on my lip. It yeah, was, yeah. It, for two months it was pretty bad. Yeah, which, uh, so this sort of can transition us into our next topic is that I was actually worried that this year I wasn't going to be able to do No Shave November because I was in a play in November. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very exciting because uh, I'm sure I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I'm somebody who's very into the arts. I love theater and drama and acting. And, you know, because of COVID, theater was sort of put on a hiatus and we weren't able to do much in the whole theater world during the pandemic i mean obviously we're still in the pandemic but things have actually gotten good enough that uh just a couple of weeks ago i think it was about two weeks ago from the time recording this that we had our first live theater show since 2019 yeah i i went to go see that and that was it wasn't the first play i've seen yeah yeah since 2019 because uh my college did a few shows in person that I got to see. But this was the first high school one I got to see. Yes. And so, so like I said, I was a bit nervous that I wasn't going to be able to do No Shave November because in the play, uh, the, the play was a show called Puffs or Seven Increasingly Eventful Years at a Certain School of Magic and Magic. Uh, and it's sort of, it, it's based on that story of a magic of an 11-year-old boy who finds out he's in a, wiz a wizard. I'm sure you're all familiar with the tale. Uh, technically, it, I'm not supposed to say what the uh, uh, what the story it is based off of because it's not like officially licensed or anything. <laughs> so you know the 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 book series that turned into eight movies where there was a wizard boy who went to a wizard school. That whole thing. This was a sort of parody almost of that it was heavily inspired from that story and in the show puffs it is there's four houses at this school and the house called the puffs uh is sort of like the side characters in the original series but now in this show they become the main characters and it focuses on their story through the seven years of the original books yeah and it was a two two and a half hour play yeah it was, it was a long it show was long. it was um 
I didn't really... It's weird because as an actor in the show, and I was playing a character named Oliver Rivers, so, like, the three... There were, like, sort of three main characters, uh, which was a trio of friends. There was the, like, main guy, whose name is Wayne, then his nerdy best friend, Oliver, who I played Oliver, and then the uh, girl who was in their trio was named Megan, and Megan and Oliver have sort of a love interest going on later in the show. A little spoilery, but oh well. Um... And, yeah, so I was playing Oliver, and as an actor in the show, like, everything is happening so quickly, and it's, there's so much adrenaline going on these show nights that, like, it doesn't feel like it's going by slowly at all. Like, it feels like it's going by very fast. I remember, like, I had a watch on uh, as part of my costume, and the first show, it was a Thursday night, and, you know, we're, we've started the show, we're doing great, and I look down on my watch thinking it's probably, like, 20 minutes into the show. We're, like, over an hour into the show at that oh, point. Wow. And I was like, dang! I, w- wow. Like, I was so surprised by how far we'd gotten into the show. So, yeah, like you said, the show actually, it started around 7, um, and it ended pretty consistently. We had three shows, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. And it pretty consistently ended around uh, 9.40 each night. So that's two... I mean, that doesn't include the 15-minute intermission. Yeah. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty long show. Um, but, yeah, the reason I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to do No Shave November is because when we start out the show, I'm supposed to be, like, an 11-year-old kid and... 11-year-olds don't typically have beards. I don't know. I've I've actually never met one. Never mind. <laughs> that was a dumb comment. <laughs> but So, yeah, then I was worried that my director was going to want me to shave for the show. Um, but then it turned out that we needed to wear face masks for the show because of COVID, which, you know, it's a little disappointing because, you know, then a whole, huge parts of acting are facial expressions and, you know, it muffles the sound a bit, but overall, not a terrible experience, and I feel like everybody did a good job projecting. Obviously, we did it for the safety of our actors and our audience, and I do think wearing masks was the right decision, but it was a little disappointing because that meant that you know less acting can be seen from our faces, but the super bright side of that was that I didn't have to shave because if I'm wearing a mask for our shows, most people can't see my face. Like You just see sort of the the very edges, like my sideburns, and that's whatever. So I didn't shave for the shows, and I had a beard under that mask during the shows, and it was great. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I thought the show was pretty good. I thought you guys did a good job. It was definitely a corny show. <laughs> yes, yes, there were a very lot of, corny. There, there were a lot of, uh, it, it was supposed to be a funny show. It's sort of like a comedic retelling of the original that it's based off of. And, yeah, if, if you're a fan of the original series, there are definitely a lot of jokes that only fans will understand. There's also a lot of jokes that are hopefully just funny in general. But it's definitely a corny show. and it. Um, yeah, and if you've never seen uh, the books that it's based off of, mm. um, you've never read it, you've never seen the movies, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be pretty confusing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, because that's something that, because, uh, you know, various actors and crew people from the show uh, during the 
couple weeks leading up to the show, like, teachers would ask us to, like, give a little advertisement for the show to our classmates and be like, hey, guys, we're doing this show called Puffs. Come see the show and, like, give a brief description of the show. And, you know, some of my fellow classmates who were part of the show said, like, oh, if you haven't seen the original series, like, this will still make sense. And when they were saying that, I'm just thinking, like, I don't think it will. Like, no. I disagree with you on that one. I think it'll be really confusing. It was very heavily based off of the original source material. Yeah. So, but otherwise, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing you. Uh, I left school just to see you. Yeah, the whole, like, 15-minute drive from your college to my high school. Yeah, I I go to college very far away. Mm -hmm. All the way in the town over. <laughs> yep, <so. laughs> Uh, yeah, and also something that was cool and unique about this show is that it was my first time ever doing a show that wasn't a musical, which was pr very exciting for me because I've been doing theater since I was in sixth grade. I've done shows like Alice in Wonderland, Into the Woods, The Little Mermaid, Susical, and all of those shows are musicals, and obviously I am in choir at school and I enjoy singing, but there's no doubt that I'm a stronger actor than I am a singer. Like, I'm not a bad singer, but my acting is definitely better than the singing. And I enjoy acting more than I enjoy singing. Uh, and so I've sort of always wanted to do a show that isn't a musical, because then I can really show off my acting and get a chance to really get in the character and not have to worry about a song every two seconds. Uh, and this was my first opportunity to do that. Um, I would have done multiple non-musical shows by this point if COVID hadn't canceled a bunch of them. But, you know, it is what it is. But it, it was a very fun experience because I, I will say I severely underestimated how difficult it would be to memorize my lines for a show. That for a show that long? Yeah, and yeah. a show that isn't a musical. Especially because the, the longest show that I had done before this show before puffs was called susical the musical uh and it was based on dr seuss it's such a fun show i loved being a part of it it was in my freshman year of high school but that show is based on dr seuss who rhymes all the time and almost every line in the show rhymed which made it really helpful and easier to memorize because everything rhymed and because if you forget what's coming next well you can sort of just think about the rhymes and it'll probably lead you and you'll probably remember more easily. And, you know, it's a musical. Songs are catchy and easier to remember than just straight dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so then coming to this show, which has no sort of, like, rhyming rhythm to it, and it's just, like, two and a half hours of talking and play, I was playing a lead, like I said, like... It was some pretty intense work of just, like, remembering all that dialogue. And that was just for me. And I wasn't even, like, the main lead. Like, the person that was playing our main lead, um, Wayne, so the person that was playing them is named Sam. And Sam, like, had so much, so many lines throughout the entire thing. Like, memorizing that was a beast. But everyone did a great job, and... We were able to do it, but I, don't, I think our first time we ever rehearsed the show with everybody totally memorized was probably, like, two days before the show, two <laughs> days before opening night, just because, like, it was, it was intense, and I definitely was not, was not considering how much work it would be to memorize that much just dialogue. 
Did anyone forget their lines during a show? Oh, um, there were a lot of moments where people sort of like flubbed up a line, like they sort of didn't say it quite right or got the words mixed up or said something in the wrong order. Uh, but overall, I don't think there were any like serious like emergency moments where somebody just like totally blanks on stage. I don't think there was any of that. I think the biggest one, the biggest mess up that, and you know, all the mess ups that we had, uh, they're, they're, this happens in theater all the time, uh, where you have something that goes wrong during a show. It happens every show, no matter what you're doing. Um, but you know, it's just, just matters how you can recover from it and how you can roll with it. Especially because a lot of the time, if you mess something up, the, unless it's like some huge obvious thing, most of the time, nobody in the audience is going to know that you messed up. So if you just roll with it, nobody's going to realize there was any sort of discrepancy there. Yeah. Uh, and so there is this spell where you say Osseo and then say something, uh, and then it summons whatever object you are trying to summon with it. Uh, it's a spell from the show Puffs. And so if you want to say, like, Osseo phone, then I, then I would use my wand, cast that spell, and then, oh, a phone flies into my hand, which really means a phone gets thrown from some crew member backstage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was a big, like, super climactic, like, deep scene in the show where, you know, the three, the trio, the main trio is, like, fighting this evil uh, witch. And there's this epic moment when Wayne says, Osseo wand! And then the wands from the, that this evil witch is holding go flying out of her hands. And then, like, everybody else catches them. And then we turn on her. And it's this big, epic moment. But. Then during our one of our shows, our person saying playing Wayne said Osseo book <laughs> instead of wand, uh, just by accident because you know they had to say Osseo uh, book at many other points throughout the show and they just flubbed up the line here, and then it was kind of awkward because you could tell that uh, my girlfriend was the one that was playing uh, Xavier Jones was the name of this evil witch in this scene, and you could tell that she was like not really sure what to do like do i wait for wayne to say it again do i just throw it and go with it uh and we ended up just throwing it and then we rolled with the scene it was <laughs> it it was all right but n yeah so we had moments like that where little things went wrong but you know afterwards we can look back on it and laugh at it and you know in the course of this like two and a half hour show that one tiny little thing that went wrong isn't a huge deal yeah yeah i uh i've only been in one production ever yeah uh this is like few uh, f three or four years ago and we had a mess up where one of our set pieces just completely fell over oh yeah i was in the broke. audience for that and I, re I remember that happening yeah and i was like well <laughs> that's cool i mean the people on i wasn't on stage at the point i was backstage but uh, the people on stage did fine recovering and like now i look back on it i'm like that was that was really funny seeing just that <laughs> yeah. fall over and people be like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, there can definitely be some humor in, like, things going wrong. Like, there – so the the person that was playing our narrator in the show Puffs also was just, like, super good at recovering when things went wrong and, like, improving and ad-libbing and making stuff up on the spot. And so we had a time during one of our dress rehearsals. I think it was, like, the night – the day before opening night. And – you know, our narrator said their cue uh, for the like, set transition and, like, lights things to be happening. And then nothing happened. 
and then they walked to the middle of the stage and they like made it seem like that was intentional and they were like oh i guess my my magic isn't working like and then they like took their wand and like tapped it to their hand and like tried it again and then like the crew got everything going but it like it really like made it of course it was just a dress rehearsal so there wasn't anybody to see that recovery but it, we were good at rolling with things especially good, our narrator yeah cool well i'm glad you had a good time with the play i am too i know i enjoyed it um let's let's transition a little bit to the main theme of this episode, I guess, which is Thanksgiving. Yes. Which is only an American holiday. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, that, I kind of, like, forget that, I feel like this is a very common thing in America, but you kind of forget that, like, America isn't the center of the world. <laughs> and so, I don't know, according to, like, alien movies, you know, when they're invading the Earth, where do they start? <laughs> we start in America. Start in America. And you know who made those movies? Americans, most likely, I assume. I'm, I mean, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's something that I sort of forget at times is that, like, Thanksgiving is just an American thing. Other countries don't have that. And so, like, in our uh, Dungeons & Dragons group that, you know, Ethan plays in and I'm the dungeon master of and we have some other people playing in, I was really hoping to like get everybody back together for a session over Thanksgiving break because we haven't had a session in a while. Uh, but then one of our players is currently in college in Canada and he doesn't have Thanksgiving break off because Canadians don't celebrate American Thanksgiving. So, Which makes sense. Yeah, so, they, Canadians have their own Thanksgiving. I they think do? It, I think it's in October. I don't know what specifically it celebrates. To be honest, don't really understand what American Thanksgiving celebrates. Um, it's been a while since I've hit the <laughs> history books, but I'm pretty sure it's, uh, you know, the pilgrims came over and they're like, hey, we, we like this land. And then the Indians are like, or Native Americans uh, are like, hey, this is our land. And then... Something happened, and then the pilgrims were like, oh, we like you. And then the Native Americans were like, we like you, too. And then they decided. <laughs> I feel like that's – I mean, that that is ringing some bells in my brain, and I think that is pretty much, like, the main idea of this, like, narrative that we've been taught about Thanksgiving in, like, school and stuff. I, I, I have a feeling that that sort of narrative of, like, everybody loves each other, happy, is not accurate yeah. to what actually there's, happened. There's – Definitely some gaps. Yeah, the Native Americans probably were not thrilled about, like, these colonizers coming and, like, taking over their land. And I have a feeling that it was not just, like, this happy get-together. But, oh well. That's not, like, I feel like today when we celebrate Thanksgiving, it's a lot more focused on, like... Gratitude. Yeah, gratitude and being thankful for things and, like, celebrating family and stuff like that, so... Yeah, th I don't fully understand the origins of Thanksgiving, but I understand what what it really means now. Which... Yeah, the holidays definitely evolve over time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like Christmas, for example, you know, it's obviously, like, originated as a Christian holiday celebrating, like, Jesus. But 
now it's just become like Santa Day, and it's Santa all Day. it's all about presents and Santa, and like so many people who aren't remotely religious celebrate Christmas, and like and trees and stockings, yeah, and yeah, Christmas carols. So like, oh, goodness, yeah, Christmas holidays carols. evolve a lot and change into just like, I guess more like kid friendly, like happy things. Yeah. Um, what other holidays have? kind of morphed or like the origin of some holidays i don't understand like easter where did the bunny come from i don't know i mean yeah because like why is the bunny relevant to easter yeah because like easter also just like christmas started as like this like religious holiday celebrating jesus uh but now there's like an easter bunny who like gives who like poops eggs and then gives you candy yeah Where, where did that come from i don't know there's also, like, Easter Island with, like, the heads. I have no idea how that relates to anything. I don't know if it does. Is that is that related to the holiday, or is it just, like, coincidentally also named Easter? Coincidence? Because there's, in the, the Night at the Museum movie, there's the one who says, Dum Dum, give me gum gum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the Easter Island uh, head guys. Yeah. You know what holiday is just, like, weird is Halloween. Like, yeah, Halloween, I don't, I, once again, not super, like, educated on the origins of holidays, but I don't think Halloween has any, like, more deep origins. It's like, it's like the spooky day and then trick-or-treating and costumes. Yeah, I mean, obviously there is origins to it. I don't know it, but I do know that, uh... The Reformation happened on Halloween before Halloween was Halloween. You know what that is? No. What's that? Okay, so this this man named Martin Luther, but not Mo- Martin Luther King, just Martin Luther. Uh, he was alive sometime before us. <laughs> it's a big old range, but okay. Yeah, uh, a long, long time ago. And he was like, the church is flawed. And so he wrote it out a lot of flaws for the church, and then he like on halloween he uh put it on the door he nailed it to the door and he's of the church and he's like you guys have some problems and the church was like that's not cool (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, because this was like very very long time ago i'm gonna I'm going to look it up when Martin Luther was alive. Martin. Yo, if you Google Martin Luther, it's just going to be Martin Martin Luther King. Martin Luther Reformation. Okay. (laughs) Uh, This happened in, oh, he was alive in, he was born in 1483. Mm, Quite, I mean, you were accurate in some time before we were born. Yeah, so in like the 1500s. Uh, he was like, "Yo, church, what are you doing?" Interesting. You see, uh, what are your, what do you think is the like age limit for trick or treaters? Uh, ninety. Ninety. <laughs> you're, you're telling me if there's some, there's some eighty nine year olds strolling up to your house, like knock knock, and just like wearing a like Superman costume, holding out a bag, and says trick or treat. That's not going to seem like odd to you. No, I love it. I love old people who trick or treat. Not that I see many, but yeah, I don't. I don't think I have seen. Or any. like, uh, you know, if if some old guy decided to be like old Loki from oh, Loki, that would be cool. That would be cool. But like, 
in my opinion, trick or treating should be for everyone. I mean, if you want candy and you want free candy, go to door to door and take people's candy. It's true. Yeah, I the I didn't go trick or treating last year because COVID, and this year I didn't go trick or treating also because COVID's you know still a thing. Get vaccinated. And it was raining. Yeah, it was also raining, but um, yeah, I didn't really feel like it this year. My, I did go to a Halloween party and with a few friends, and my uh, cost, I was a Squid Game guard. It was a fun costume. I feel like that was probably a co- pro- popular costume throughout uh, the world. Oh, this I year. imagine, yeah, yeah. But it was cool. I had my uh, my black mask. It has a square on it. And then I had my, like, pink coat with my hood up. It was cool. It was fun. But, yeah, one of my uh, one of my teachers at school is, like, crazy about Halloween. He loves Halloween, like, so much. It's his favorite day of the year. He loves it. Well, I, I don't know if it's his favorite day of the year. Maybe his, like, his kid's birthday. I don't know. But it's his favorite holiday of the year. And... He, like, in his classroom at school, he has a counter that says, Days Till Halloween, and it has, like, a little chalkboard, and he consistently updates it throughout the entire year. It'll just be, like, the middle of January, and it's like, oh, like, 300 whatever days until Halloween, and it's, he he goes crazy about Halloween. On this year, it was so funny, on um, Halloween, or, well, Halloween this year, I believe, was on a Sunday, so, yes. yeah, so on the Friday before Halloween, there were a few teachers that came in to school dressed in costumes, and it was great. So this teacher was dressed in this huge Olaf costume <laughs> from Frozen. Uh, there was a teacher that was dressed as Elsa. Uh, one of our other teachers, he was dressed as Tinkerbell. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it, it was a good time. But yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Weird day. I dressed up as Cameron from... Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because my roommate and his girlfriend were uh, Ferris and Sloane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And then we went to a museum and took pictures. It was actually the coolest thing. That's cool. Uh, And then I got to wear my costume to a hockey game because I, I do the pep band at my college. So I play drums for the pep band. Nice. And... At a hockey game, I got to wear my costume and play drums as Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So that was fun. That was enjoyable. Yeah. And, um, yeah, other than that, my Halloween was kind of stinky. I just stayed in my room <laughs> eating candy corn. <laughs> nice, nice. What are your thoughts on candy corn? Uh, well, I bought a big bag of it, so I like it enough to eat a big bag. To be honest... I don't like candy corn that much. It's neither candy nor corn. <laughs> well, it's probably candy. I mean, yeah, it's candy. It's definitely not corn. Not corn. I don't know. I feel I'll, people have very strong feelings on candy corn. Like they either love it or they hate it. I don't know. It's it tastes like fine. So I don't really I'll like it, it that much. I'll eat it. It's like something that I don't want to have that often. But like if once a year during Halloween. I'll take some. It's good. Yeah. And you mentioned that you're in your uh, pep band at school where you play at hockey games. I, w- that sounds like a lot of fun. I hope when I'm oh, in college, I can do something like that. Um, yeah, because the pep band is essentially 
a lot of like concert instruments, you know, you yeah. got trumpet, saxophone, flutes. Uh, I, I don't think my pet band has any clarinets now that I think about it. I don't know. Huh. Um, no cloutists. No cloutists, <laughs> no. But we have, you know, we have our rhythm section is like, you know, drums, bass, uh, auxiliary percussion. So that's like just cowbell, uh, quad toms, if you know what that is. It's just like four drums, uh, bass drum, bells. So that's like a xylophone, but metal. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So I this year got to do sort of a similar thing for one of my high school's uh, football games. It was the last game of the season. Uh, I think it was in October, probably. Um, and yeah, so we had a pep band sort of thing going. Uh, and I was playing in that. I played bass clarinet. And it was kind of cool, actually, because our band director uh, wasn't able to come this year. So uh, but rather than just like, oh, band director can't come, let's just not do it, uh, one of our senior students really like took initiative and she wanted it to happen again because she wanted everybody to play in this because it's sort of a tradition of our school. And so she sort of put together the whole thing and arranged it and had she was like directing the band the night and she did a great job. It was a lot of fun. Um, and although it was a little disappointing because our team – like, our school's team got destroyed. Like, they lost real bad ooh, <laughs> at the ooh. game. And um, so, yeah, we picked somebody who had, like, a lower instrument, and I was the one that was chosen with my bass clarinet. And so I was assigned, okay, any whenever our team gets a touchdown, play, your lowest note that you can possibly play on your instrument, just crank that out as loud as you can. It's sort of just like this horn siren thing. Uh, to celebrate the touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I got to do that once. Oh, one <laughs> touchdown? Yeah. Well, the band was only playing for the first half. Uh, so oh, okay. there, there was one touchdown in the first half from our team. There were multiple from the other team. Uh, I don't remember how much there was in the second half because I wasn't playing. But, yeah, that was a little disappointing. I was so excited to, like, just, like, belt out this low E flat. But I got to do it once, and the crowd was cheering so loud that I don't think anybody Anyone heard it. Anyone heard Yeah, I don't think anybody heard it, but oh well. Yeah, every time someone get, uh, scores in hockey uh, for our team, we play a song that we call number one because we played a lot, so it's number one. And the drum part for it is not particularly hard. It's just when you're in the moment... And my director says, number one, three, two, one, go. I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. So, beginning of the year, I'd mess it up all the time. Uh, but then finally, like very recently, within the past few weeks, I finally got it down. And I'm like, okay, I'm not ruining the band anymore. Because if I don't start on drums, right, then the band's like, Where, where's the tempo? What yeah. are we doing? Percussion is very important for uh, things like pep band. Yeah, so I finally got that down after however many months. And yeah, so our current like section leader for rhythm cuz we we have a section leader for every section. Uh he's actually an alumni, so he can't actually be there the whole time because we're kind of a lot a lot of new people are in rhythm right now. 
I'm in, I'm one of those people. So he can't be there all the time. And so recently he couldn't be there. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm good enough to like play a game mostly myself. I, I had another drummer there that I could swap if I needed to, but I played a game basically myself. And I was like, wow, I feel accomplished because half those songs I've never played before. And I just had to <laughs> randomly hit things. But, you know, it's fun because yeah. it's really fast paced. You know, you like at any moment, whenever like the puck is not on the ice, you're like, all right, let's play. And then he gives us like a count of four and he's like, oh, one, two, three, four, go. So it's it's fast paced, but it's fun. Yeah, it's very fun. That's cool. So uh, is I think this is the time of the episode where you hit us up with a fossil fact. Oh, my goodness. I've been dying to say one of these for a while. So, rather recently, uh, the trailer, or a trailer, for Jurassic World Dominion came out. It's uh, considered a prologue. Uh, And it's actually really cool. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's on YouTube. And essentially, it's just detailing, like, kind of the dinosaurs from Jurassic World, except... In the Cretaceous period, uh, so 65 million years ago, and it's just dinosaurs, and that's it, living in the Cretaceous. So, I guess my fossil fact is, it was cool (laughs) to see that, you know, uh, because Jurassic Park is just dinosaurs in the now, but then we got to see, like, those Jurassic Park dinosaurs back when they were actually alive, and we got to see how we got the DNA to clone those dinosaurs. I will preface, though, they had a fight between a Tyrannosaurus and a Giganotosaurus, which those two dinosaurs did not live at the same time. So, Wow. Disappointed in Jurassic World. Tyrannosaurus lived at the very end of the Cretaceous period, like 65 million years ago, and... Giganotosaurus lived kind of in the middle of the Cretaceous period, around like 90 million years or 97 million years ago. So a little, a little, about a 30 million year gap, mm. but you know, common mistake. <laughs> yeah. All right. So unless there's anything else you want to add, I think that's going to bring us to the end of today's episode. Hey, uh, thanks guys for tuning in. Uh, this is just going to be a little special we're doing for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving special. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. I'm grateful and thankful for the 20 viewers we have. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching our yeah. stuff. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember to check out that link in the description of the episode uh, to check out our No Shame November page. Possibly donate to the LGBT uh, National Cancer Network. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Maybe you'll see us again on here at some point. Winter break is next month. Guess we'll find out. See ya. Bye-bye.